one. All right, now we're going to check our monitor, and it looks like I sound good. I feel like I sound good. You do. Um, we'll go from there. Uh, Jason, uh, you were saying before we hit recorded, r- hit recording, recorded. But before we started making the recording. <laughs> God! Say re- <laughs> did the button say recorded or recording? Did you just have I don't a think stroke it said either one. <laughs> on air, did you just have a stroke? Yes or no? Does it smell like we, burnt toast? Before we make the push button on the red, you were saying... <laughs> the first pick choose make. Yeah, yeah. You've, you said you've never had crawfish. Is that a... You've you've been offered them and said no thank you, or you've just never been somewhere where they were serving them ready to eat? Uh, Hold on. One more, one more option there. Are you racist? Could that's, be that. I would that's always an option. With right Jason. off the list, we can cross that one off the list. Right. And stick with the first two. Um, okay. I don't know. I guess I've never been to. I, I maybe I've been to a crawfish boil when I was younger, and I just wasn't into it. Like I'm like I don't know. Every I think I am slightly intimidated by the crawfish boil because I don't know how to eat them like everybody else, and they're real smooth about it. And I would be that guy like kind of picking weird shit out and like. You know, kind of fumbling around. Everybody else is eating like seventy-five crawfish at that point. I'm- this may be hard for you to imagine, but would you believe that at every crawfish boil there is at always. least one beginner or two, and almost always a few people that just don't like to peel their own shellfish. So, believe Can it or I- not, it's a gathering, a friendly gathering of humans. It's not a junior high lunch table. People would, people would hang with you and show you how to peel it. And everything yeah. will be fun. Rylan. Yeah. Can I steal your bit? Sure. I'm not sure which bit you're going to steal. He's got, but he's got a buddy. Go I for it. I you. got a buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a buddy named Brian. It's good to uh, have a buddy. Dearest friend. If I were pressed, I'd probably say my best friend. Oh, that's hurtful. I mean, you could have said <laughs> that after the podcast. He, he and I have been down since like 2000, 2001. I performed the ceremony at his wedding. When my first child was born, he snuck the beer Pliny the Elder. If there are any beer heads listening, he snuck the beer Pliny the Elder into the hospital uh, to celebrate with me. You had to sneak beer into the hospital? Yeah, I don't know if you're allowed to bring beer into a hospital. I think I've ever... I mean, I brought Whataburger and stuff into the hospital, and it wasn't like anybody was patting me down. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to carry a bomber. Says who? Through... If you can bring Whataburger in. Well, we've I'm determined just, that Whataburger is not as bad as... Hospitals make me nervous, man. I don't like them. I don't want to hear that they're like not you're, letting your dad you're, drink you're, a beer. You're going, you're, you're going the wrong way here. You, I'm, I'm, now I'm curious. Yeah, well, look it up. I got a buddy. And he started over a decade ago, I want to say at this point, where he would do an annual crawfish boil and it just got bigger and bigger. He hasn't done one in a few years. I believe the last one he did, he actually paid a couple of guys to do the crawfish boiling so that he could enjoy the festivities and not be there the one dumping the bugs in the boil uh, every few minutes. But Jason, I, there is always yeah. somebody there. And a couple things. Most people, when they do a crawfish boil, there's multiple options. There's typically crawfish, shrimp. Uh, a lot of people throw a sausage, corn on the cob, and some potatoes in there, I think is pretty typical. You get real fancy, you might find somebody who's throwing crab around, okay? So you don't have to go straight crawfish. 
one. Two, there's always somebody that doesn't know what to do and they're slow and trying to figure it out. Really, it takes about 10 for you to figure out the the scheme yeah. or the strategy. It's a great time. I will say that long. bang to buck. Right. The not not only bang to buck, but the hit or miss. So like a really good crawfish bite is awesome. But I don't think you get a really good crawfish bite. What would you say, Rylan? Like 30% of the time? I don't understand what you're talking about. First of all, I nailed it on the first boil. It's not that hard. Secondly, um, no, that's what I'm saying. Not 10 boils, 10 crawfish. No, no. Like 10 little bugs. They're all the, I mean, they're all, they all go in at the same time. They all soak for the same amount of time. No, Rylan, I was telling him that by the 10th time you peel a crawfish, you know what you're doing. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, but I don't understand the hit or miss aspect of it. With each little bite of crawfish, they're all, let's call it baseline enjoyable. Right. Then so like, like 30%, then like 30% a- of them I would say are like really good. And then there's those like top tier ones that are like supreme. Oh yeah. I would say that you do get some variability on the flavor. Cause yeah. different. Sometimes they'll take well, and on just a little bite more size of the too. and some are too small. Yeah. yeah. So there's some, some hit or miss. There's some variance there. When you combine that with the amount of work that it takes sometimes, to yeah. pop the shell and everything. Oh, here comes you, steak and potatoes guy. You're I'm bang to buck. This is every Isn't, country boy in Hamilton. I just soon have steak and taters. You got to work too hard to get that little old yeah, tail. There's too much work. It's too involved. much work for a little old tail. Well, you're 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 peeling crawfish. You've got corn. You got shrimp. The you got event other things, of it is great. And you're drinking beer with your friends. And totally. you're, you know you're you're eating. You know you're not eat, you're not sitting down to a plate of food. You're grazing. I mean, I'm not going to sit at a table with just Courtney and just sit and peel crawfish unless we, you know, like went to Nate's or someplace. You don't have to tell me. Uh, Many a time I've been drunk at three o'clock in the morning from a crawfish boil gone well. You you don't, uh, you don't have to talk me into it. I'm just trying to. Do you have any particular uh, things you'd like to see or not see in the boil? Because. That's really the differentiator is my favorite thing in a process and and the inclusions. You know, what do you include? I like it. I like it. It's got a kick, Rylan. Well, of course, it's got to be spicy. Yeah. Right. Because I've been where it's just kind of uh, what's the fishy. I, you know, we all like the flavor of the fishy. I get it. But like, I need that kick. No, you definitely need to have plenty of spice. And the uh, dipping you, sauce kick, the, the butter, spicy butter kick. Love that. That's good. You know what my I, favorite I, you know what we though, do or go ahead. My favorite, though, is in big knuckle sized shrimp thrown in there as a, mm-hmm. a change of pace. You know? Yeah. So I'll tell you what I do for the shrimp, because a lot of people you go to their house and the shrimp just tastes like unseasoned shrimp. I will uh, put them in a little container the night before and uh, pickle them sons of bitches. Put a little bit of oil in there with them, just like a couple tablespoons of canola oil and a shitload of dry spices like Tony Satres or there you go, Old Bay or maybe some of the actual crab boil seasoning that you get out of the bucket, whatever. Because uh, then they kind of take it and get it under the shell a little bit. So then when they come out of the boil the next day, 
they actually have some seasoning. The other thing that I do is I'll actually add four sticks of butter into the boil, which not everybody does butter in there. It makes it a little harder to clean up, but it's worth it because it gives that flavor to everything. But the shrimp are, are good. And then I'll also always do sausage, always do corn, Love always it. do whole, whole heads of garlic. Love I got it. a buddy that will make his own dip. You were talking about the spicy butter scene. He'll make a dip with, he'll just squeeze out the cooked garlic and add seasoning. Just mash it, it right just, there on the table. Yeah, and just make a little mash there in the table. And then I rotate a vegetable. I'll either do cauliflower or artichokes or Brussels sprouts, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. I'll take the and two I don't mess ladder. with potatoes because they don't, the potatoes don't absorb enough flavor to be worth the amount of space they take up inside the boil. You know, they take up a lot of room and they just taste like a tater. No matter how Jason, long you leave them in there. We need to hit the intro, but Jason, can I get a commitment real quick? Hey Brad, thanks my, for having me on the show. Uh, he's coming to my crawfish bowl tomorrow. That's his commitment. I would love to. I wish I'd known about it. I probably would. We do need to have lunch sometime soon though. I was, yeah, you're back over here now. So okay, can I get a commitment, Jason? Yeah, go ahead. My buddy lives in Richardson, not far from you at all. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, if he does it this year, yep, I'm going to get you on the list. Will you come through? If if you go to that trouble, I, listen, I'll do a review afterwards. I'm going to be brutally honest because our listeners expect that from me. Either way, I, I have a feeling that I'm in the same boat where I'm like – the. Is the is the amount of time I spend on this? If I have to eat sixty of these things to be full, is I'm just telling you I'm worried about that. I will absolutely go and give it a try. Human I will dance. commit to that. Human dance. Human dance. Human we got dance. a commitment. Human dance. 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 for the Human Dads Podcast. To recognize the composer of that fine intro, Cortland. Yeah, we never, we don't recognize For him, No, yeah, we he, never say anything. No, but he, he, uh. Let's see if we can't get him great, to hop on the show real quick. He earned a great honor this week. He, he put together a, an open for a radio legend, a man that we've all probably Texas either. Radio Hall of Famer read his work or listened to his work from a very young age, Lady Norman Hitzkiss, and also, of course, Donovan Lewis of the Normandy Invasion on the ticket. Don't you say I love Donovan, man. Together. Don't say yeah, Donovan's name like that. Don't He's hey. not an afterthought. Don't you do it. No, but Real I, quick you know, on the fly, you know, I, I want to recognize like this Courtney. guy that's been in the consciousness for all these years, so that was kind of, right. I was right. trying to make it sound like a bigger deal. Right, I want to recognize yeah. Cortland, but I think for summary of the guests, I want to try to get Donovan on. I love Donovan. He's yeah, dude, guy. I would, I would love to have. I know Donovan. he's not a dad, and and you know we usually do dadish stuff, but I want to have Donovan on. Somebody tell Donovan. 
I would love to have I'll, Donovan I'll be, on. I'll be in touch with his people. I so yeah, he put together a uh, theme ahead, song Riley. based on 99 Luftballons from yeah. uh, German German artist. She's German, right? Nina? Nana? I don't know how you say her yeah, name. She's, I don't know. I, I, you could have given me 100 guesses, and I would have anyway, said Talking Heads. I don't know who. I was minding my own business and heard the intro, and I thought, well, that's cool. And uh, noticed on Twitter later that day that it was a uh, it was a Cortland beat. So it was a Cortland beat. To him, that's pretty cool. Uh, shouts out to Casey too because I do yeah, think she has listened once or twice. I don't know if she always listens or even if she tells her mom to listen, but uh, I do think she has listened once or twice. She has a great voice. I enjoyed that. It was it was uh, very exciting to. Uh, uh, here, I saw he posted "Listen to Your Radio," so I went on the app and I uh, rewound the stream real quick because I was about ten minutes late to the party here, and uh, I was very happy for him because I know he puts a lot of uh, effort and thought, and he's sensitive when it comes to if people are going to like his music and whatnot. And uh, I think every time he shares it, people really do like it. So I've tried to be supportive. So it was cool for him to to get some. Uh, some airtime, some real life airtime bigger than this stupid little podcast and the other littler things that he's been a part of. If you hear something and it's good, tell the man it was good because he deserves to hear the truth and the positive feedback. It was good. You guys want to um, you guys want to know what I brought to the show today? Yeah. Hold on. I'd like to start real quick. Oh, OK. Jesus. Just box Jason God. right out there. I know I can't get a word in edgewise. Just doesn't even care what you do. you you're you're ready. You came with something to lead in with, and he doesn't even care. It's ridiculous. Go ahead, Brad. Welcome into the show, everybody. Rylan, how are you today? Uh, I'm good, Brad. How are you? God. Cancel the show, Jason. I hear that you have something you would like to share with the show. Uh, I don't want to anymore. I'm not going to do it. Hey, it. you know what? You've been half-ass energy all day. All day. <laughs> You're barely contributing on the text thread. <laughs> I'm just going to start texting Rylan. You know what the problem is? I, I, I and then you headed, said... You're headed to an RT, Jason, if you don't make some changes. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> you're headed to an RT. <laughs> I listen. The, I'm having trouble with the um, with the the group text that where there is one player in the group text that doesn't have an iPhone. I know it's it's causing issues. Like it won't send for some reason. I don't know what the deal is. That's happens, not true. Happens to me sometimes too. That's See, true. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's Ryan, not true. Just get the iPhone. So what yeah, do you got, Brad? Jace. Yeah, I want give us some give us some content. I wanted to give you guys, I think I may have even mentioned on the show that I was going to have barbecue, but I wanted to give you a quick barbecue. Oh, barbecue. You're going to give us a review? Review. Yeah, this okay, is my I'm first ready. time. Hey, can I give a, a review on something else right after this? You okay with that, Rylan? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Jace. Fire off. Okay. All right. Uh, do we have a theme song for the barbecue review? Uh, we don't, but uh, hold on real quick. Did we? All right, J- who's doing the review real quick? Is it Rylan? No, it's not Rylan. Who is it? Oh, it's Jason. We got to get Rylan a song. We do need Rylan to have a song. 
fits me so well, too. Hit the, hit the intro. God, that hits hard. Hit the, hit the big-ass intro. Hit the big-ass intro. Hit the, hit the, hit the intro. Hit the big-ass intro. Hit the, hit the big-ass intro. Oh. Now, Jason Southward. Hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, man, that is good. God, I love it. God, I love it. I'll tell you what. Um, hey, everybody. Great to great to be amongst friends. Uh, and I consider each and every one of you my friends. I do. I would invite you over to Thanksgiving. I would buy you a Christmas prezi. I might even send you a Christmas card. I would also love to invite you over for some barbecue. Maybe even make an outing to one of Dallas-Fort Worth's very famous local barbecue places to enjoy. Now, okay. this particular occasion, I was I went out for a barbecue <sighs> extravaganza. Uh, I'll I was tell you where. Say, we need. To, I don't know where he's taking this. He said I went out for a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I I always have an answer. I will never let myself fall into that trap. I'm I'm a really talented communicator, <laughs> Brad. I'm great with the speak word speak things. So I went to barbecue, and let me just tell you who was there with me. I want to give you the audience. I don't want to name drop or anything, so I'm not going to mention names, but I'll tell you this. Two two good friends of mine, local Twitter personalities. One, Ooh, you know, just a really good guy, very Mike smart Leslie. sports guy. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Another, just a rap aficionado. Like, he knows all there is about hip-hop and rap. Great guy, great Twitter personality. I went out with a scientist there was a scientist there with us, a researcher. I want to know who the scientist was. You're going to tell me their damn name. Who was the scientist? And a very, very prominent Dallas-Fort Worth radio personality was there with us. Groups? I, I'm not mentioning any names. I don't. This is not about that. But Sean Bass was with us. So I, oh, Seabass. So it's it's not a big deal. Everybody calm I haven't down. seen Seabass in like five years. He's a great guy. Beautiful man. And so we, we sat down. We did a, This is a little place in Arlington called the Hurtados. Are you familiar with Hurtados? I, uh, I'm familiar with it from Ryland tweeting. And did you text us too? Yeah. I visited it just about a week ago. Yeah. And then we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or after we hung up from the people. But yes, that's why I'm familiar with it. Yes. Riley had a great experience, and I was looking forward to having the same experience. Um, did a pre-order. Line was very long on Saturday. Line was probably, oh, I don't know, at least 50 deep. Probably more. Probably a good bit more. I'm not great with numbers when I'm looking at lines, but it was it was back there. It was backed up. And the way Hurtado's is set up, they've got... One building with like a little bar situation, right, Ryland? It's like a mm-hmm. like their it just bar. opened and more recently, the uh, the main building's been there for I think maybe pushing a couple years now, but I think that bar building just opened up in the last six months or so. Okay, so you got one long. bar building, and then in the middle is kind of a courtyard, like a rock courtyard with some picnic tables and a stage. There was a guy doing some country covers, whatever, and then the main building is where they did. He have a guitar. He did. Or was he using turntables? No, he had a guitar. Okay. Had a guitar. 
so we grabbed a table outside. Did he play day. any Riley Green? I don't know. I didn't ask. I couldn't tell you a Riley Green song because I don't listen to the TikToks you send us. I don't listen to the music because I Me don't want to hear Riley Green. Me neither. <laughs> Y'all are missing out so much, and I hate you yeah. for not listening. So The one the with the woman room. talking about Ooh. telling her husband to go hunting? Come on. I don't. You're the worst. Okay. They, they so they uh, they let you do a pre-order, hundred bucks. You skip the line. Well, there's plenty of us. A hundred bucks. Hundred bucks for two people. Jesus. No, there was a lot more than two people. There were a lot. There were like four. I named them all. Sean. You would see bass. So, so we ordered. We did. We did the. They have. They have these platters where you can buy it for like four people or whatever, and it's a hundred bucks, and it gets you, gets you the taste of the brisket. Gets you a taste of the sausage, a little pulled pork. Okay. It gets you the the bacon burn ends. Okay. And hot dog. There's no hot dog. There's no hot dog for Christ's sake. Oscar Mayer bologna. You get some yeah, fried bologna. Fried bologna. You get some tortilla situations. So all right. Got all that set out, and I did. I added to the order when we got there because. You can't pre-order some of the special stuff, so I got the birria tacos. Got four yeah, of those bad go. boys. Okay. Uh, and then I got uh, the elote. Got some potato salad. I wanted to taste a little bit of everything, uh, so we hooked it up. We're sitting down. We eat. So here's my review. Are you ready for this? Yep. Let me start with the good. Sausage was top notch. In fact, some of, that was maybe one of the best sausages I've ever had at a barbecue place. Was it the monthly special, the pork uh, poblano with the Oaxaca cheese in the yeah, middle of it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, they didn't tell me that, but there was cheese in it. And I imagine it was kind of reddish almost yes, in the middle, but then yes. the cheese was white. Yeah, that was unreal. Dude. It was so freaking good. It was the sausage. It was probably out of everything, even though there was ten amazing things, that was probably. And maybe it's because I knew it was a special and it's not going to be there forever, but it was probably my favorite. It was my favorite, too. It was incredible sausage. I I am a big sausage guy, a big sausage guy. More I so mean, than more so than women's music or I have been really I think leaning I've, into sausage. I've been leaning into sausage for probably 40 years. And I women's music is only 20. So obviously probably about 20. you like really a lot more sausage like- in your mouth. I'm I'm a big fan of sausage all in my mouth. Yes, Lil so, Fair was really really started leaning in. Music. <laughs> no, it was those SBCA commercials. Started leaning in. Yeah, was, Sarah McLaughlin. Well, Lil Fair was mid '90s, so you're yeah. more late '90s Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, I'm late '90s. Um, big Tracy Chapman, Melissa Etheridge guy mm-hmm. woke him up. So, I got a fast car. I love that song. That's, <laughs> That's a, a good, good song. song I, yeah, I yeah. rap that song. It's a good That's song. That's a good ass song. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pretend. And then come to my window. <laughs> not as good of a song, but she's okay. Definitely, yeah. it would not make it out of the bracket. No, <laughs> no. Um, so sausage, amazing. Okay. I actually didn't think I would like the bacon burn ends. I think I told you guys I'm not a big bacon burn end guy. I don't really burn ends to me are kind of. It's like I could do those at home. Bacon burn ends, I loved them. In fact, I thought they were better than Heim, and I feel like Heim kind of didn't Heim start the whole pork belly burn-in thing. They certainly put him on the map here locally. I feel like they brought it too, but I feel like there was uh, another place that was doing. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't want to disrespect uh, Travis. Travis, right? It's Travis. Yeah, they definitely yeah. they definitely brought him into the big time. 
Yeah, so so really good there. I thought it was good. The sides were pretty good too. The the mac and cheese was supposed to be some green chili mac and cheese, but it was pretty basic. Potato salad was good. So that's that's kind of where I'm landing on the good. A pulled pork was okay too. No pulled pork, you don't you can't really fuck up pulled pork. Like Can I tell you can I make a, a note real quick? Sure. The jalapeno, green chili, whatever you want to call it, hatch chili mac and cheese. I feel like that's pretty hard to pull off. I don't know that I've had like what I would consider a real good one with the I've mac and cheese. One. And you would think those two things go together really well. But somehow, I think sometimes the, the kind of peppery taste gets kind of lost in there. And it doesn't it, like it cut can. through the cheese enough. It can. To where, I, I don't know. You think nacho nachos and nacho cheese with like jalapenos, it goes really well. But there's something about the mac and cheese with the... Uh, whatever pepper you want to throw in there that I haven't really like thoroughly enjoyed. You know why those nachos, the jalapeno and nacho cheese combo goes like it does and hits like it does is because those, those jalapenos are pickled. There you go. Maybe that's what it makes. It makes a difference where the other stuff, it's just, you know, they're just roasted in there with the the baked. And I, I think the nacho cheese that you get at like the ballpark, there's no milk in that. I think milk neutralizes. There's no a lot food in that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's mainly like a, oil. It's yeah, a it's like cheese diagram. flavoring and oil. Yeah, yeah. The, but but if you do a mac and cheese, you're going to be it's a lot of milk, and I think the milk kind of takes away from the flavor. It a does. Bit. It it rounds yeah. off that spice a little bit too. Yeah. yeah. So so that was the good. Let me just give you quickly the the stuff that I was like very disappointed in. The brisket was not great for me, guys. Brisket that's a no for great. you? It, brisket that's was not it, great. That's a no for me, dog? A little pitchy? It, it was a little pitchy. It it didn't... It had, Here's the problem. It had almost no flavor. Mm. Like, it di- you didn't even get like that. It was cooked great. Great. It was a good cut. It was cooked well. But even the... the, 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 uh, the what do you call it? The fatty. Bark, the bark, well, the fat. The, I like. I enjoyed the fat the most. Like the the moist brisket was good, but uh, it just didn't have much flavor. Not a big beefy flavor. It was very strange. Mm. I bit into it. And I'm like, oh, weird. You want to know my theory on that? I sure. think I I because I thought the brisket was really good. Um, but I think when you're sitting there and you've had pork poblano Oaxaca cheese sausage. Bacon right. burn ends with kind of a sweet, spicy, almost glaze brushed on them on the smoker in addition to the spice rub. Maybe you've got ribs that have a sweet and savory rub on them. You've had elote. You've had mac. You've had potato salad. You've had birria tacos with consomme. You've had That's all this stuff. It's like all of the flavors are so intense. And the brisket flavors are really salt, pepper, be fat it's very yeah and smoke you know so i think i think maybe it just over it just gets drowned out in your palate after you've devoured all these unique novel things that you don't get all the Could time be. and you go to the old standby because i kind of the brisket there when i was there last week i mean it was great um but i didn't really come away thinking about it i was thinking about all the other exciting right. stuff you know that but, could be it but it, so that's my that's how it was for me and i feel like you're kind of saying the same thing but yeah i, I didn't feel disappointed i didn't feel like it was disappointing but i also was not I, prepare, prepping for a podcast review either so i should have taken better hard, notes 
it's hard for me not to judge a barbecue place by their brisket. Like that's yeah. kind of the. That, to let me, me ask yeah. you this, yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah, of course. As a guy who used to drink like fifteen beers with a similar situation, get five guys together, split fifteen different beers. You're getting a taste of this, taste of that, taste of this, taste of that. There would be things that I would be excited about, so I would put those near the beginning, right? Because I really wanted to feel like I was getting a good taste of that before my palate and my taste buds were just blown to hell. Yeah, You had the brisket. Was it like ninth on your little I list think I, there? I, I, no, I think I went brisket first, but I think Rylan's right. And maybe I tried it and I'm like, oh, this is good. But then I started the other stuff and it just sort of like that's what I was left thinking about. Actually, you know what? I didn't try it first. I had the taco first. And the taco, oh, the, the, the consomme, the birria. Yeah, yes, that's the problem. Probably. That's, yeah. that's like loaded with like 19 different yeah. flavors. Yeah. Yeah. There's just yeah. so much going on. It was so yeah. good, though, wasn't it? Oh, dude, that taco. Yeah. The taco, I, I forgot to even mention it, but it was another star of the show. I, by the way, the revolution of the birria tacos, there's nothing better that's happened to to Mexican food than than that particular how did we not do this before why was this not a thing like who didn't think that would be amazing uh, i just think it takes white people a long time to mm. to warm up to the real shit i made them a couple years ago with a uh, smoked leg of lamb and made oh. the consomme and everything and it was awesome but it took so much time i haven't done it since but that yeah. was uh, i started i started seeing them on instagram videos and stuff me too and that and that's about the time that all the barbecue joints started dabbling in them in the taco trucks and whatnot. And it's all. Yeah, I feel like it was like one day in the pandemic, it was sour day, sourdough. And the next day it was everything like, have you seen birria sushi? Have you seen yeah. the Ramen. quesadillas? The yeah, like it just everything went birria. Yeah, I made the I made the ramen with my leftover consomme the tapatio ramen with the using the con hot consomme instead of just plain old water so good oh jeez. Mm. put some diced uh, onions and cilantro on top of there a little geez. squeeze of lime juice if, if you got a radish laying around which you don't but if you did it'd be really good okay yeah, no, I don't anything else that didn't hit for you jace other than the brisket or was no uh, i the, the the brisket was just the part where i'm like eh. and again you know like i said pulled pork is nothing special but i i walked away like man I, <clears throat> So here's my deal. P Pecan Lodge to me has the best sides in Dallas-Fort Worth. Though those are my favorite sides. Yeah, I love the sides. Ryland's not agree. I love the sides at Pecan Lodge. I also love the fried chicken at Pecan Lodge. Those two things are probably my favorite things at that place. Ryland, why are you so against Pecan Lodge? What's wrong with you? Oh, I'm not against Pecan Lodge, uh, but sorry, my AirPods just disconnected for some reason from the computer. Um, I've always felt like they mail in their sides. I think they're, I think they're great, but I feel, but I've always who felt do you like, have, who do you think has good sides in this area? Um, Hurtado. He loves Lockhart. Lockhart. Lockhart has good side. They get forgotten because they've been around a while and they're not yeah. like super tier one in the meat land anymore, but their sides are very well thought out. Okay. Slow bone. Jeffrey Hobbs. Jeffrey C. Hobbs. You're, your pit master slash chef slash whatever at Slowbone is a sides gangster. Dude, let's go. I'm ready to yeah. go. I, I've been yeah. wanting to try it. That place uh, you and I went one time, Rylan, I've been there a couple times afterwards, and I love everything they do. 
Oh, Cadillac. Yeah, Cadillac. Yeah, uh, yeah Cadillac is like on the current like tier one for sure of of DFW barbecue joints for uh, for me anyway. Here, here okay, two, two things. Let me just say this really quick. The, the last thing I'll say about Hurtado's, and I'm gonna just generally give you some my thoughts on barbecue in Dallas Fort Worth really quick. The thing about Hurtado's I didn't like was that they give you the tortillas, and they kind of make it seem like they're sort of that Tex-Mex barbecue trend, a lot like Zavala's, which I've not tried yet, but I know that's their thing. But they don't get, it's just like a generic barbecue sauce, but some tortillas, just some Gennaro tortillas. And I'm like, dude, you got to commit. If you're going to go, if you're going to go that way, you got to give me the flavor in the sauce. You got to give me a green sauce. You got to give me a red sauce. You got to, you got to give it to me because I'm, if I'm going to put in a tortilla, I want the flavors. And that's what I wish they would have committed to. That's all I'm going to say. Last thing I'll say about that. So you feel like it was just generic grocery store tortilla? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like the super white, dense, yes. flowery kind, not the like dense. the good taco no. shop place that's making them? No, the, like the ones where you fold it and it kind of just crumbles at the very end, like in the mm-hmm. middle, you kind of breaks a little bit. It's yeah, almost it was... got that transparency mm-hmm. to it, like even on your flour ones. Yep. Yeah, but the ones at the at the store that are like made to last forever, have got that real bleached white flour that are like super opaque and fluffy. That's they're different. Was. Yeah, that, that's, that's not my was. favorite. That's that. And the last thing I'll say, the thing that bothers me about about a place like Slowbone or Cadillac is that I have to put so much goddamn effort into going there. Like I've got to time it just right. I can only go on certain days. I know that I'm going to have to wait in line. It just, it, it frustrates me because I don't like being around a bunch of people. Like, it's not my thing. I don't love it. And I get all worked up when I'm doing it. And then I'm not enjoying my experience when I finally get to the, the front of the line. I'm all beaten down because I've been standing there for two hours. And I just wish, I just wish we could stop this. I wish we could fix this. And I understand barbecue making barbecue is a long process it's very hard to plan ahead and you don't want to cook too much you can't waste high dollar meat like that but it, it does frustrate me yeah i think well, i'll tell you sh- i think we showed up to cadillac and left and went somewhere and, else and punted yeah and i've waited at cadillac over 90 minutes i've waited at the old farmer's market days at pecan lodge waited over that pecan over lodge, two hours yeah. Um, I've never had that long of a wait at the Deep Elm location, maybe 30, 40 minutes tops. Um, I'll tell you, you mentioned Slowbone. I went I, I went forever ago and at lunch didn't have much of a wait. And then I went about three weeks ago at lunch and didn't have much of a wait. Hurtado on Friday at lunch was maybe 20 minutes tops. It was starting to get crowded. Okay. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I just don't think there's any really any way out of it. Um, no. I have some friends that have really fallen in love with Terry Black's and Deep Ellum. I haven't been able to get down there yet, but that's I haven't been one there yet you either. Should, you should put on the list. Supposedly, it's really good. Be- uh, best I've had, by the way, just to round this out, best I've ever had still is La Barbecue in Austin. That is my favorite barbecue I've ever had in my life that I've ever. Yeah, I've been wanting house. to. That's been on my list for a long time too. I just don't really get out that way much. I did go to Franklin once and probably waited in line for three hours. It was really good. Only time I had Franklin was that uh, when he was doing that thing for a meat fight, and I tasted his mm-hmm. barbecue there, which was like a dream come true because I don't think that I'd ever have it any other way. Uh, I love Cadillac, Cadillac. Uh, 
I love Pecan Lodge. I love Lockhart, although Ryland might be right. It might not be super tier one anymore. Jason, have you been to 1050 over here by us? No, but I've kind of heard good things, but not enough good things to make me want to. Like, I think Heim is pretty good, right? But I don't know if it's like up there, like the top tier of the best. And I feel like 1050 is maybe airs more towards trying to be like Heim, where they like are trying to get like a full restaurant in there and they're not only worried about being open two days a week they're trying to be like a full-blown massive destination where you're not going to show up and wait 40 minutes because they have seating for like 300 people okay i need to check it out so you don't necessarily get that kind of hype or whatever they're doing at those two those places that are open like two days a week like there's a place out in fate called smoke sessions it made the last top 50 list i think uh awesome Yeah. Really? I'm going to Fate. I'm going to go to Fate because that's not that far, right? It's not that far from you. It's far from yeah. Ryland. It's not that far from where, us. Where even is Fate? On the other side of Rockwall. Shout, oh, shout out to Fate people. If you want to get me some barbecue, let me know. Yeah. Uh, so it's really good. You're, uh, I was looking it up to verify my memory. You're correct, I think, in the strategy of 1050, Brad. Yeah. Because it was founded by a guy named Larry Levine or Levine, uh, who was best known according to Dallas.Eater.com as the guy who founded Chili's. So he's oh, obviously no, no, that's not a bad thing. You know, uh, he's obviously thinking in terms of restaurant operations and not just in terms of craft. That would food make sense. So, and yeah. I've talked to him a couple of times, and I think he really did Ooh. pour a ton of Bob effort. That break. Yeah. No, he's talk there. To, he was. He, he used to be Chili's. there. He did used yeah. to be there. The guy said he would sleep there, and he had a small shower and a small cot in his office. Maybe that was all shtick. But um, I've been there enough times to confidently say, for what they do, it's really good, man. Okay. I'm not going to say it is the best time that you ever stood in line over at Pecan Lodge, but it's it's really good. I really yeah, my, enjoy it. My brother-in-law, Courtney's sister, you know, they live over close to you guys, and he said – this has been five, six years ago because it's been open a while now, and he knows yeah. good barbecue, and he said it was definitely worth going to. We Damn. go once every six weeks. We used to go and eat there all the time, you know, before everything shut down, but even during throughout the pandemic, we still did pick up there regularly when they weren't even, like, doing uh, sit-down uh, anymore. They were just doing takeout orders. We still went there regularly. We go, like, once every six weeks. It's awesome. I really like it. I also need to get out to Fort Worth to try that one that was number one on Vaughn's list. What was that one? Goldie's. Uh, it was Goldie's. Goldie's. Yeah. So uh, the friends that I went to, to Slowbone and Hurtado, and that they've been to Terry Black's, we've kind of been doing this thing for a while. Um, they went to Goldie's about a month and a half ago, and uh, they said it was really good, but I mean, I, I, I don't know how to interpret that, having not been there. Anything that he puts on his near the top of his list is worth trying. Um, I'm uh, interested though, Brad, when was the, how long and how frequently and how recently have you been to Heim? Cause I was interested in your years uh, ago. In your I, I, you know what? Uh, that was like slight, slight papooing of it a little bit. No, it's, I, I'm not saying it's I by no means. I just like, we, like you, you were saying, one. like you were saying about Lockhart's, I feel mm-hmm. like that's what they are. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Not sure. No, the reason I'm asking is because I'm that I'm interested in that because I'm not sure how I feel because I went like three times in the first year they were open and I was What I, year I was that? 
2016. Maybe late 15 and into 16, but definitely 16 for sure. Um, was the early was in the early days for them, and uh, I would have at that time hands down put them with Cadillac, put them with Pecan Lodge at its best, and then I didn't go for a really long time, and uh, for various reasons, namely even though I'm over here, it's actually a lot of days it's harder to get to Fort Worth than it is Dallas, and uh, I did go back last summer, and I had different stuff. I didn't have like six guys in a, sma- a sampling of all the meats like I had in the previous trips. So I wasn't sure, but what I had was good, but not that Cadillac level. That's all I was or, saying. It's just like or what really, I would really put Hurtado on. So I want to go back and see though, because because that was it's a small sample. And it was still really, I mean, I'll rep it for anybody. And they have the burger. That's another thing. Hurtado yeah. does burgers. So when we went last week, we got, we also got a double cheeseburger, four guys, and we just cut it into fourths. I should have done that. We just each had like two bites of double cheeseburger. And it was, I mean, real quick like before we how to make a burger. conclude barbecue talk, uh, Jason, kind of your neighborhood, Meshacks. Yeah, I think I've been there. That's yeah, that's Garland, right? Yeah, yeah but it's, it's just the little walk up window. Yes. You would remember good things. You park over off of First Street and you just walk up, and it's more That's of like your kind of old school barbecue. I don't know if yes. I, I don't know if it compa- compares like perfectly to these kind of what uh, Daniel Vaughn calls like the big city barbecue joints. Like that's what gets all the hype and everything going now. But this is more like the Wonder Bread on a paper plate. Uh, just they've been it's there very for like, old school, yeah, yeah ever. And uh, I wouldn't say it's the same thing, but if you ever find yourself with enough time to go stand, it, like at most, you're going to stand in like a 10 minute line. Yeah, uh, I've heard the locals love it. Around you here. eat outside in the parking lot or on the hood of your car or whatever. It's a different experience, but I would highly, highly recommend doing that. And I'm for like, you, it's like super convenient. It's at most like what do you 15 mean for minutes you? away from you're, for you're, you, you're, it's you're in Garland. Seconds, it's right down the street. Two seconds away from me. You, you like, you live like, like I could walk to your house in five minutes. Yeah, you don't have to convince me. I uh, drive by it every day, so I oh. go. I'm telling you, for you, like I you could you make. I thought you were trying a... to make sure everybody knew I was from Garland. I feel like that's no, what you're doing here. You just made the statement about how you have to plan to go to these other places, and I'm telling you, for you particularly, Meshacks is like a spur of the moment. Get up and go if you want to. Richardson Independent School District. I'm in the city of Garland, but I am okay. Richardson Independent School District. I'd, why are you doing this? We live in the same place. I I get that. We'll yeah, but I'm on the wrong be, side of the tracks. I'm on the yeah. Wrong we'll side forever the be seasons. the what is it in Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, the 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 uh, the Montagues and the and the, the Capulets the, the, the or K- whatever. K- yeah, the Kitty Cats. The the jets and the the jets and the uh, the the what, what the fuck what's the, what's the other will forever one be that? Cobra Kai and Miyagi Dojo okay yeah. because the, we're on the, the wrong fields yeah and <laughs> the McCoys but we live in the same place very much so can I give a review absolutely I've been waiting for this it's I have a review I'd, episode I'd like to. Uh, Maybe start working in Brad's beer reviews. 
All as, right. As hit, the former, intro, hit the Brad intro. Let's bring Brad Beer Guy back. Here we go. You got all three hey. intros in. I'm happy. I could not be happier. Yeah, I am. God, Hell yeah, crazy. I'm here. I'm four deep. I'm sauced up. It's yeah. a Thursday night. The weekend is hey. here. Okay. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do this. I I didn't even I didn't even do that one. I don't know why it. You uh, uh, you you guys got kids going to school tomorrow, or do they have the day off? No, everybody's off. Yeah, we're off over here too. Are you guys working tomorrow? I am. Uh, yeah, I am. I am. Same. Most Fridays are a short day for me, so I, I oh, God. can't really that. say that. Yeah, yeah, but, but there, yeah, I guarantee there's not a, a plumber out there saying the same thing, Rylan. No, oh, no. Fridays nope. are half days. There's, there's shit to be unclogged. They're not half days. Yeah. I'm just usually done by like three. There's so that's I would call it a short day. Listen to this guy. Hey, I don't want to hear – Rylan texts us every Friday about how he's going to do fuck around Friday or whatever it's called. Not every Friday, but I have the last All the whites in Trophy Club. Look, I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying that it's been very clear that I am the salt of the earth. I'm the one that relates to the people. You two are, you're more of like a, you know, you're more of a Ritz Carlton couple of guys. Okay, hold on real quick. Let me me handle this, Rylan. For for just a moment ago, you were making sure people knew that we lived in the same neighborhood and our children go to the same schools. Yeah. What I was saying is, yes, I live in one of the poorest cities in all of the United States. However, because I care so much for my children, I made sure that we were somehow associated with I don't think that's true at all. Look at the data, man. Google it. Buddy, talking about somebody who works in the city and drives through it every day. Stop this crap. What are you reviewing, Brad? Okay, listen. I'm reviewing a beer, okay? All right. And I want to give a little bit of setup because I'm, I was inspired by our guy, Jason, who I thought was just going to give us a, a quick little uh, barbecue review. And 20 minutes later, he has worked down the whole environment and the plate. And, like, I was very – I we bit off more than I could chew. I, I'm so happy that we got, like, a full Hurtado. Like, you really did a show segment. He and I was the, He gave us the depth. No, I'm not, being I'm not being sous vide. I'm not being sous vide. I'm not – I'm not being filet mignon at all. I really didn't know you were going to be that serious about it, but I am happy that you were. Which brings me to my review. Okay. I used to be beer guy. Now I drink a lot of seltzer. I'll try a new beer now and again, but I don't trust people to try new beer because most people doing new beers, uh, you know, it just ain't it ain't necessary. There's a lot of hit and miss, okay? Um, so I stick to to purveyors and makers and brewers that I know who are doing a good job. And if they got something new, I'll try it. But um, we've talked about this before, about labeling and packaging and how people are selling you either on what's not in a product or selling you on gimmicks like, quote unquote, organic without really explaining in any detail what organic means in this instance that's the i just like pe- aesthetics yeah so that's the people uh, Rylan is showing us a beer can right now that is um 
why am I forgetting their names? Three, Three Nations, Nations Side Project, yeah. whatever it's called. Sigma Brewing or it says it on it. Called, um, it is called their uh, little symbol. passion. Symbol. symbol there you go brewing and symbol uh, yeah. brewing. their little passion project where they do small batch the, stuff one of the there's three brothers and one of them is the three nations guy and but one of the three brothers was like courtney had a crush on him in high school but i don't know if it's the beer guy i need to ask her uh it's a guy named brad who does three nations so maybe he has brothers but um no i'm talking about somebody else involved sweet dude um so the particular beer I'm talking about bills itself on being organic. Okay. Says they use organic grains. They don't tell you what grains. Okay. To me, that's a little important, but if you're going to tell me they're organic, I suppose some people really, uh, would like that. I'm pulling up the website cause I want to be able to read the, uh, the, the specific points here because I don't have a can in front of me. Okay. Um, Let's riff here, Rylan, while he does it. So that beer, man, I you're right. Organic is crazy these days. Quality in, a- quality out. Brewing with organic grains and without adjuncts is more expensive. But over time, if more brewers adopt the practice, the market will respond. We look forward to the day when quality reigns supreme. That's the only time I've heard the word adjunct without professor. So adjunct is a, a tisk tisk naughty word in beer because there is uh, Bud Light, Miller Light, most of the big macros, not most. They use some sort of rice, corn. It's like cutting. Tip- it's like cutting the product, making it it's, less. Pure. It's thrown in there for efficiency, quote unquote. There is a history of beer makers using corn in the U.S. because that was available to them. And back in the day, people were going with what was in the land around them. And if you can get some fermentable sugars out of corn, then you use corn. But corn, when craft started becoming a thing, got attacked as this big, cheap shortcut, right? That language is probably a decade old, and a lot of places have kind of let it go except for the person or brewery I'm talking about now, eight elite light mm, No lager. adjuncts. They use antioxidant-rich hops. Are you going to take a shit on Troy? I hate that I have to, Rylan. I hate that oh, I have to, but I'm no. here to do it. See, antioxidant-rich. Let the man have his. Let the man have his. No, his, his to me, this is ultra. Yeah, this is greed and entitlement and and greed masking itself in all of the bullshit that you and I and Jason typically hate. Antioxidant-rich hops does not mean a fucking thing. All hops have, quote-unquote, an antioxidant value. All of them, across the board. The hundreds of different hop strains all have some sort of antioxidant uh, rich value. Okay. Now, does every single beer have hops? Yes, that is okay. correct, Rylan or Jason. Yes. All beer has hops. Some have more than others. It's it's the equivalent of if an IPA wanted to say something like, "We've got the most antioxidants because we use the most hops." Like it's just the absolute stupidest way to advertise hops. 
There is not like some special antioxidant hops. They are all antioxidant. Do you, is it possible that the antioxidant lobby got a hold of this brewery? No, dude, and they're maybe just they're trying antioxidants to, back. It pocket. is all they're trying gimmick. to do is sell beer to people that do CrossFit. It's all they're trying to do. And I want to find the can because I don't have it anymore. But it says it's basically saying this is pe- this is beer for people who wake up and work out. This is beer for people yeah. who don't who don't want to worry about a cheat day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah. That's what it says on the can. This is beer for people who don't want to feel bad. Okay. And Rylan was very much correct. This is this is to take on Michelob Ultra, and I love Troy. And it kills me that I got to shit on something he's doing. But the language that he has chosen to use here is absolutely categorically. It thinks the consumer is stupid. It it knows exactly who they're selling to. And And it's not not you. It's not beer guy. Oh, it's definitely not me. That's not a beer people's beer. So I'm a little disappointed that you've chosen to re-enter the world of beer reviews by reviewing a beer that's not made for beer people. It's made for listen. I, I, I would like to. I would like to qualify it a little bit. Look, look, looking for an edge, Ryland. I would like to qualify it a little bit because I also did not think I was seltzer guy a year ago. Mm. But if I was able to take the seltzer and enjoy it, I would think I could work in an elite light lager. Not if you're mad about what's on the can, though. Well, I wasn't as mad as what was on the can until I drank the beer. Oh, is it not good? That's where this all starts. I'll let you get away with all your gimmicks and all your bullshit. If you read the uh uh the uh, up, Jason. If you read the the like the lip of this white claw right here, it says two grams of carbs. Like, ooh, that's gonna make it taste good. Or a hundred calories. Ooh, that'll get you rock hard. Like Whoa, easy. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the enjoyment of the beer, okay? That's because they're selling it to people. And, and, and here's my – so if you let me like get my to wife my point. that count their macros. I count in your macros. I love it. I get it, okay? I tend to enjoy the seltzer because I think it's an enjoyable experience, and I know it's not an 8.5% IPA, okay? That's like 500 calories for 12 ounces. This I thing I'm drinking, not. this symbol thing I'm drinking is 10% something. Yeah, 10.3. Yeah. And I guarantee you that thing is at least 450 calories because it's 16 ounces at that. Yes, They don't have a calorie count on, on that, but if hmm. they did, okay? Because it's, it's marketed to people like me who don't care how many calories it are. Exactly. It, is, it are. Do you guys remember when we talked about LaCroix at length? I do. Yep. Who had the LaCroix line? One of you has to remember it. Please do. What is LaCroix? Anything. Oh, uh, it tastes like, uh, we say it tastes like wa- uh, the ghost water that a ghost would, how a ghost would take, like soda that a ghost would drink or something like that. <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> like if you were a ghost and you came back and you tried to drink a Coke, that's what it would taste like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. That was mine. Yeah. It was something like that. <laughs> you said you heard it from somebody. I don't remember. I think I caught it on Twitter or someone mentioned it at the office. Yeah. We'll yeah. have to look up the line, maybe replay <laughs> the audio. That's what elite light lager 
taste like? It's beer it for tastes, the ghost that could just taste like beer. Camp, Camp Gladiator ghost beer drinker. It tastes like beer that like is ghostly there. Like it's just like a wisp of grain and water and hop, just like a tiny wisp of it. I'll do you one better and say Michelob Ultra makes this not even taste like beer. Like Michelob Ultra, at least the last time I had it, still tasted like beer. Very watered down. You should do a side-by-side because that's what's going to be my first question is how does it compare to to its peer? So that, when I tasted how watered down it was, and then you read it on the can, to me, and I know Rylan will relate, to me, at what point, if you're con- if you're participating in a vice, Jason, you don't tend to like the alcohol like we do, right? You you don't drink it near as I, much. I did drink, well, I'll tell you later. I did drink you something. Do like, this week. You do like the cider. You've said that before. This is, I tried something very unique, but I, I'll, we'll get to that. Go ahead. Help me establish the line here then, guys. If you're participating in a vice, at what point does it no longer become a vice because you're trying to feel like you're on your best behavior while contributing it to the vice? no sense. I'm, I mean, if I'm not drinking water, I'm drinking full-on sugar water or I'm drinking something with, as in like Dr. Pepper fountain drink from the drive-thru. Or I'm drinking an alcoholic beverage. That's literally all I drink. Water, like 80%. Alcoholic beverages, like 18%. Soda, 2%. That's it. Because I want to go for what I like. Where's your hot chocolate mix in there? (laughs) You guys know where I stand on dairy beverages. You could use water I do love a good milkshake, though. I do love a good milkshake. I know, but you know what I... How does that make sense? I don't I don't ever get them cuz they they make me fat but uh my kids bitch when I make hot chocolate with water. They're always like this isn't very good. Yeah, Did you make this with not water? As rich. Like it's not yeah, as rich. you know, if I'm lazy, don't want them we're out of milk or whatever, so So I get it. have one full beer instead of five, but don't give me five quarter beers and tell me you should feel good about this because you just had the caloric equivalent in four that you would have had with the one IPA. Well, and you know, that extends to people, people I know that don't really try to drink light for lack of a better word, but haven't really embraced more interesting beverages. And so they're just still drinking Miller light or Michelob Ultra or whatever. Oh yeah, I still think there's, and and they're not like, I mean, my dad, of course he's a different animal, but you know, he drinks only Miller light exclusively, but a lot, have a lot of other friends that, you know, they basically just drink Miller Lite, but they're drinking like I'm drinking. They're not drinking, they're not thinking about it from a caloric standpoint. They're just like, it's time to drink. But, you know, they'll have like 11 of them, and I'll have like four, you know, and or I three. Do get, there are the and people like, like you're talking about that yeah. just don't have like an overall big taste for beer because right. all they know beer as is like the biggest beer that they know it as is like Bud Light. So like something like Elite Light Lager what is, used to. is going to come in as like little less calorie intake and then it's it's a close enough facsimile that I'm accustomed to it. But and I actually, most of the people I know that you catch drinking a Michelob Ultra, that's how they got there. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I. So, what would is it a thumbs up or I guess I'm. 
thinking he's, he's giving Troy a, he's giving he's giving Troy an RT. I I'm giving him an RT, and I do think oh. it comes to, yeah. And I hate to do it. I, I really three, do. Three you Super do. Bowls. Three, you can tell you not, he hates to do it. You did, can tell. Did you not like it. those three I, Super I, Bowls? I don't. I love Troy, guys. I love. Did him. you not like those three Super Bowls? Did very you not much? like them very? Did you not like them very much? <laughs> I I did I did like I hell I enjoyed the hell out of the almost comeback versus the San Francisco 49ers where he doesn't remember it. Dion had a PI against a playmaker late in that game. We st- we should have won that game. I guess we're not getting Troy on the show. Yeah, it's a real shame. I had I was this close I, to getting Troy. Now what? <laughs> I I full blown understand it comes down to like a philosophical thing. There are people out there who like for them this is crossing the line of vice enough that they will partake and enjoy. But for me, it would be it's almost like I don't like if you were to take a cigar and remove like 90% of the enjoyment of like having a cigar and then tell people these are the good smokes for you. You know, like I just, I don't get it. I like the full blown engulf envelopment of a vice. And so when you water it down literally this much and then sell it to me as organic and antioxidant, like if you had 10 of these and you're that kind of drinker, you're still going to wake up with a hangover tomorrow. Like it, antioxidants or not, organic grains or not, you're still going to wake up dehydrated with a hangover tomorrow the same way a lot of people would with 10 Bud Lights. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of psychology in terms of just consumption in general, vice or not. You can, you're talking about the vice angle, which is relevant because we talk about this a lot. You know, like I always say about the soda thing I was referencing earlier, I'm going to bother having a soft drink. I'm going to have the real thing. But for a lot of people, I think there's just a lot of overall overthinking about what they're having to begin with. So I don't know. I certainly, I certainly can't identify with it because I'm, you know, I I approach it a completely different way to, to be positive about it. What I will say is if Michelob Ultra is a little too spicy for you, <laughs> go get it an elite light lager. I um, I had something different this the past weekend. Have Hard kombucha. Heard, have you ever heard of Smooj? S M O O J. I'm sorry, you're not supposed to drink that, Jace. Mm, mm, you no. get a paper towel and you wipe that Did up, you... pal. <laughs> I mean, you know uh, what? Our not... kids are going to listen to this. Go get a little hot rag. Wipe <laughs> that right rag? off. What are, you, what are you at a, a massage parlor? Or it's more comfortable that way. God. Uh, if your huge. lover cares about you, she she they'll get you a, a hot rag. <laughs> hey hey, keep keep your keep your head where it's at, Brad. Because when I Google smooge, the headline flavor apparently for this hard seltzer smoothie. Is pina colada? <laughs> Indeed, it is. In fact, there's only two does it flavors. dribble down your face when you're drinking? <laughs> okay, see, this is ridiculous. You guys are the problem. You two are the problem. <laughs> that was that was that was that was that was misogynistic, you two, Rylan. You two are the problem. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen this. Misogynistic about it. <laughs> I've seen this country. I'm just saying, if he's he's really, really enjoying it and he's really just drinking it, like, hey, I will say it's going a little bit intensely. 
a little bit uh, might going, dribble down his face. It's going a little bit against you in that they do have the the logo and the the it's like oozing. Yeah, this is it's dude, a smoothie, dude. This, it's a it's a hard <laughs> seltzer that's smoothie. That's what you told her. Okay. <laughs> My God. Okay. Dude, if it says protein on it, because some of these things you do say like you know, extra you know, protein yeah. now. This is I don't I I quit the show. If they have Again. a pineapple flavor, I'm shutting it down. Jace, uh, tell me which one shit, I need to try. There's a pineapple. Yep. Tell me which one I need to try, Jace. Oh my goodness. Well, I had the pina colada. You did? <laughs> I did. I'll try it. I'm serious, dude. Seriously, I really, it, I really like pina coladas. I do so. too. And this thing was really good, man. Like really good. It was weird. It it wasn't super carbonated. Um, uh, and it, it oh has that a, might it might miss me. It I needed to have that to it. pop. It's got some, but it's got some thickness to it too. It's Here's got some, the problem. <laughs> Here's viscous. the problem. I'm looking. I'm looking at their website, and I just want you guys to hear some of the some of the what color is it, Jace? Mostly white, slightly yellow. It's poggish. Yeah, it's white. It, just like no. all the other peanuts. Okay. It's the OG hard smoothie. What if we made a hard seltzer that was more like a hard smoothie? Strawberry I mean, banana. Hard seltzer loaded with real strawberry and banana. Thick body, foamy head. All right. It feels crass and, again, greedy, but... I'll go with it because they're going the they're going the other way. If you're gonna do this, let's be indulgent. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I it, yeah. that's what I liked about it. It was it was thick and it was fruity. It was very fruity, and and it had it had a freshness to it. It had a very in fact when I ordered it at the bar, the the bartender said this is. This is like the best thing you can get. In <laughs> Wait, you had to ask for one of these from another adult. <laughs> okay, bro, you're supposed to take this from the cooler at the grocery store, put it in the middle of the basket, surrounded by all your other stuff. What? What? What purveyor of look down at your phone when the girl's scanning it? Of ales and spirits, where you getting this from? Were you still in uh, Arlington? Did you go to Cowboys? Uh, no, I went to. Free play, actually. Oh, I was gonna play. say over by us, uh, or the one, one out there. Arlington. Yeah, yeah the one out there. Good dudes, good good family, good people there. I like free yeah. play. Yeah, it was fun, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's hot as shit outside. I don't want like something heavy. I just want to like have a nice little bev to walk around with. I just want a bev, you know? Yeah, a little so bevy. Let me get one of this. I didn't want a cider. I was like, oh no, no I, compunction I about saying smooge though. No, no. I was like, let me grab one of those smooges. And he threw a smooge. Threw, he, dude, he put that smooge right in my face, I will say. <laughs> I will and say. I didn't think uh, twice about it. Smooge does sound like an Urban Dictionary, urban dictionary homosexual sex position Excuse or something. Excuse me? It, just the word itself. It sounds, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not here to judge. I want everybody to enjoy themselves. So if you can find a new position that you like on Urban Dictionary, by all means. Try it out. Do it. Yeah. Do you. But that's what it that's what I think of when I hear that word. I don't know. I'm just not if, sure about the idea of a smooth of a smoothie, but it's in a can, but it's also lightly carbonated. I feel like there's just a I mean 
I'm I didn't not really sure. notice much of the carbonation. You didn't notice the carbonation? Okay. Not really. Like it, it to me it was like a kind of a so, lighter smoothie, a, a a light smoothie. So if they okay. they obviously they focus group this most likely, and uh-huh. they they had to have found like smoothie tracked better than daiquiri, right? Because like why wouldn't you just say daiquiri? Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. Well, I guess it's not a daiquiri because they use they don't use uh, liquor in it. I don't. I mean, I guess they just use. Yeah, I guess that's true. You can't call it a daiquiri the if you're just saying use? hard, not not whatever the. What's they, the alcohol in this? I don't even know. Five percent, I believe. But what? But what is the alcohol that they use? What is it? Most of this is. Most of these are like cane sugar. Okay. What's five percent compared to like a a a, a Bud Light? I don't know anything about this. Stuff. Within half a percent. <laughs> yeah, Bud Light, like, Miller Light, all like four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Budweiser is like five percent. Okay. Regular Budweiser. That's why. Well, that's good. Years. I could have drink. I I could have had fifty of these things. Here, let me give you an idea, Jason. It, back Try in the that. day, they they there was Bud Light, right? And then Budweiser at five percent used to be called Bud Heavy, and you were mm. like, you were up there if you were drinking Bud Heavy. But yeah, then, I had like an eight percent beer the other day. If you were was... really, if you were really feeling it, you could step it up to Bud Ice. Oh yeah, malt yes, liquor yes. because then it's like six plus six ish. Yeah, yeah. Because of the uh, the brewing technique or whatever that's used. They just throwing more shit. That's all. They just throwing more shit. I um, hey, I liked it. Are you guys watching? You guys watching any interesting TV lately? Have you guys heard of Bridgerton? Oh my god, okay. I have, Jesus but that's not Christ. why I asked that question. There are two. Um, there are two shows that. Courtney and I just finished each of them almost around the same time. One is about uh, WeWork, and the other is about Uber. The WeWork one is on Apple TV Plus. Jared Leto vehicle, I believe. And the Uber one is on Showtime. Hello? Oh, it's Showtime? Yeah. With uh, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yes. I would just say... If you wanted to talk not about a specific TV show, but about the way they both address the same phenomenon, watch them, and I'll we can talk about it. But if not, that's fine. I don't care. It's not like they're amazing. They're good shows. They're fine. I mean, we weren't like you finished the Uber one. Yeah, we finished both of them just like a week or two ago. The Uber how one many, I think just finished last week. How many episodes was the Uber one? I think like seven or eight. It wasn't okay. As many I think as I we work. I think. I, I think I've seen that whole thing then. I think I just, we were I can't had, remember finishing it. The Uber one has a uh, an epilogue at the end where they catch you up on each real life person. So if you don't remember seeing that, you haven't seen the end. I yet. might not have stayed all the way tuned into the end. She's Molly definitely started watching it and I want to say for sure I was in on like four or five episodes fully where he's breaking up with his girlfriend and he's just kind of like nonchalant about it but like um you know, clearly moving on to whatever the highly self-indulgent world of like making it when your series is that you keep getting released, uh, your stock options and the different uh, capital that you have coming in starts to take off. Like he clearly ascends, if you will, quote unquote. And yeah. I, I remember those episodes, but I don't remember the- watching where they concluded it. They both are, you know, about the same sort of thing, but there's, you know, they're not telling 
similar stories. The stories they tell are different, but it they both cover this phenomenon that we have around people that people that found a business that are that it's like there's this there's this thing of being a founder that's like this whole other animal towards just you know running a business or owning a business or whatever it's this cultural thing of i'm a founder and in this sort of but they don't just want to be like a business founder they want to be like money a universe cult. Like a yeah, cult leader. Exactly. It's in this big money universe. It goes, it transcends just the simple parts of having a business and growing it and being profitable and, and, and doing whatever. And it gets into this whole other thing. And it's just fucking crazy what we There's like this dogmatic do. component yeah. to it. And like, yeah. What we do and what people do, you know, when they're working for these people or vice versa, when they're in charge of all these people and just the way they. The way they deal with it all, it's just very, I don't know, it's very odd to me. It's very detached from from reality, I think. Uh, and it's just funny how there's so much capital out there. These people that have more money, I'm not talking about the founders. I'm talking about the people that fund these ventures. The VCs. They have, they have so much money. They have so much capital available to them, more money, more wealth than any of us can really get our heads wrapped around, that they basically – just play these gambles. These, in the case of both of these companies, multi-billion dollar, ultimately in terms of total valuation, gambles, and put it all on this one fuckhead. And I'm like, it I was, doesn't I was make, struck. I don't understand if a group of people that all have a bunch of money, that all have more money than the fuckhead, why they just let the fuckhead do whatever he wants. I don't get it I, I was struck by the uber one that i watch his main venture uh capitalist his main fund guy seemed to be kind of your prototypical by the book like business guy checking for how you're supposed to invest and run a company but you're right he very much let the dude just kind of he, he did but he had this whole mantra along with it which was i have to let my founder be a founder yeah and i'm like why i'm like why why he's literally being a dick to y'all that are paying him and he's being a dick to the people that are working for him he's he's a dick in the middle of a decent sandwich why are you why why are you allowing this i don't get it and and there and there's similar themes in the we work one although it's slightly different because there's a lot more in that one about how the dude that started there's, it in their fraud involved and it's i mean you He's borderline fraud all the way along because he's trying yeah. to he's trying to position it as a different type of company than it really was. Uh, it was ultimately just you know he's ultimately just a, a real estate company, but he was trying to make it sound like a tech company so that he could get you know tech numbers off of you know what he was doing. But I don't know. It just it really struck me that they both were on TV at the same time and they were about things that were events that were happening at the same time. Uh, Benchmark Capital is the VC that's actually in, involved in both of them to a certain degree, at least enough that they manage that they managed to be mentioned in the show. In the Uber one, they're a big, a big, uh, a, a big character in it. And I don't know, it just it, it was weird to me that no one addresses sort of the elephant in the room, which is that they perpetuate they even though they have all this money and all this all the power and authority that comes with that money, the people that fund these businesses, they allow this founder myth to get perpetuated. And it and it's to their own detriment. And it's to it the is, detriment of the workers. It's to the detriment of the investors and it's to the detriment of the workers, but yet they still do it. Well, because ultimately like the 
the more added like play money dollars get added to my game account in this whole thing. Like this is just a matter of moving commas and zeros. Yeah, so it's, like, it's, I, they if would I rather, could just keep scoring points, then that's all I'm really gamble. concerned with. It's just it's yeah. funny though because they're but they're I don't know it's suboptimal. It's literally suboptimal for everybody except the ego of the founder. So I don't know why they just why they let it do why they let it happen. It's weird. I I'll never understand because I'll never have I'll never be one of those guys. Clearly, I've passed that inflection point in my life. Yeah, that's that's we we might come up still. At which point, some young whippersnapper might come to us one day looking for cash and things. I will never come up enough to give a complete dickhead nine figures and then say do whatever you want with it. Listen, I, I I've can't. Got this, you know, I can't get my head around giving someone ten grand and saying do whatever you want with it. I'm gonna say, got let idea. me check in with you, you son of a bitch. You got Listen my money. Me. I've got this thing, this idea for this hard seltzer drink made with organic strawberries, and the kiwi we're gonna be using is rich in antioxidants. Antioxidants. Okay. 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 But we're gonna call it smooge. <laughs> I watch a lot of Viking shows on TV. Uh, Last Kingdom. <laughs> oh, I watched all of that. I moved on and started Vikings from the History on- Channel. Then then yeah. moved to what is yeah, it on now? Dude. I'm on like I think I'm on season four of Vikings. What, what is it now? Uh, is it a Netflix or a Hulu called, or? It's a Netflix. Okay. What's What's interesting specifically about Vikings to you? I don't know, but I I have found that I'm very much drawn to Vikings. I think I think it's the sword play and the males with long hair writing the idea of what it is to be a man while also looking somewhat feminine that attracts me. Can you get a Viking helmet, Jason, and just maybe they don't usually wear helmets. They're not wearing helmets. It's a Viking helmet stereotype, and it's here's the deal. All right, listen. Here's what hey, I'll these say. are Scandinavian white guys. Okay, we can we can take them apart. Okay, I'm going to give fine. you some Viking facts, and I'll tell you what interests me about Vikings. I think the whole idea of like the Norse gods is very interesting to me. The whole the whole Thor and and Loki and all those other Norse gods. Odin, Odin, like, those uh, Cat, Captain Marvel, and Deadpool, okay. and um, he's not taking this seriously. Spider-Man well, Spider Man in that. They're not Norse gods. Spider-Man. I, I get what God. you're saying. It's just a different franchise. I get that, but they're not. Thor is an Avenger, but that I mean, it's, you, you gotta walk and chew gum with us here, right? Mm. All right, listen. Okay. So that's part of it. Do you know? Did you know that Vikings were kind of pioneered the whole bathing thing? Bathing? You know, yeah. Interesting. Did you know like, the Anglo-Saxons and stuff were really dirty, but Vikings, as part of their culture, they took a bath every week, which doesn't sound like much, but that was outrageous for that time. They were really into like, they were really into like uh, uh, the hot the, steam baths, the grooming and, and sauna. Shit. Yeah. They wanted to like take care of themselves. They wanted to be eyeliner. Clean. A lot of eyeliner. There's a tremendous amount of eyeliner in Viking That's... shows. The whole idea that bathing and, and wanting to not be gross isn't just sort of built into you. I mean, there's animals 
not all, but some animals groom themselves instinctually. So yeah. why don't why don't we? I mean, I we're know. disgusting. We should be, and we're we've got the biggest brains or whatever. We should be. That should be in there. That should be in there. Like, don't be dirty, or or if yeah. you can help it, don't be dirty. I mean, obviously, to your point, once a week was probably you know stellar for that yeah. time. You know, that was stellar. I, it, it's mystifying. Pretty me bad. You not, don't have any AC, dude, and you're only bathing once a week. But they're Vikings. It's not a hundred degrees all the time. Now here, fair point. Here we would have had a problem. Um, I need to catch up. Is is the Last Kingdom had a season out recently? Yeah, the last season just just came out, and they're doing oh, they're just recently. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what I'm the, doing this weekend. We're calling dude, off Easter. Love that show. Love, love, uh, love that show. I'm gonna watch What's an episode name? tonight. Watch What's this. His name? Uh, Uhtred, U- son of Uhtred. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Yeah. Is this Uhtred. like Game of? Thrones? It sounds like some Game of Thrones people. Nah, it, it's a little bit more cheesy than are that. Are they all named like Argret and Targaryen? Nah, 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 nah. Tar- Targaryen. There's, and... there, there's, there's also no, um, there's no like uh, dragons and shit. This is all like based. Actually, that show is based on a book, and all these people are real people. But Did it is a little corny. Kings ride dragons. No, hmm. it, it is, is a little corny, corny. and it does oh, yeah. show you how, like the the English or the the uh, the Saxons, what, Anglo-Saxons, yeah, the yeah. Saxons that were going to become the English, kind of started developing their whole belief in the the Jesus God, um, and divinity as a whole, and king and queens being endorsed by God. Like it does talk about a little bit of that stuff, so a little bit, but it's corny and. I, I won't say it's like uh, – it's kind of like junk foodie. So if you're going to look at it and be like, oh, this is so corny, like go ahead and save your breath. Uh, I'll give you that. I still really like the shit out of it. At yeah. least we've at least we've outgrown the idea of our leaders being endorsed by God. I mean nobody talks about that stuff anymore ever. Well, uh, Ryland, I what I have to tell you is they just don't call themselves king and queen anymore. What they call themselves now is like quarterback or president, but they still they go to quarterback. I was just yeah. making an, e- an evangelical joke and you're going after Tom Brady. Uh, Tom against- Brady, uh, pitcher. Yeah, they call themselves pitcher, point guard. I've I've heard a pitcher this week say that you know, you you just got to stick to God's plan and keep the faith, and God will pick you to be a starting uh, rotation pitcher over Timmy, who didn't have as much faith in God. Or uh, that heard is a- my problem. Okay, I I, so I uh, enough. I heard a point guard tell me that, you know, he can do all things because God is in him. But, you know, really, God is in you, too. But I'm not starting point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. He is. But, you know, it's a God thing. Um, I heard another guy. I heard another guy. told us that he didn't need to practice because God controls whether or not that ball goes in the basket. I heard another guy say he was having some real struggles on the day he was going to wake up and win a golf major. And uh, his wife said, who are you to question God's plan? And, oh, uh, oh. and he went out there and, and won a golf major. So they don't call themselves king or queen anymore. God is a sports GM. No, you know, there are people when it comes to sports, the sports examples you're citing. I think there are people in this world, some of these 
figures that you've mentioned among them who are capable of just turning their brain off and not thinking about reality. And that's the mechanism that they use to just turn their brain off. You're a, about you're, that, buddy. You're you're a pro golfer, and you're having doubts about how you're because gonna of God. shoot how you're going to shoot that day. And your wife says, "Who are you to question God's plan?" And something in your brain makes you literally forget all of your ability to think critically about your Dude. round or your skills or your it's golf. True. And then you're like, "You're right," and you just go I, hit the fucking golf ball. Imagine how nice that would be to just like to just be able to go. Oh, you know, it's not it's not my t- it's not my problem. It's not my hands. Just go out and do some shit, and if it works right out, now, great. Somebody, there's there's a, a somebody punching their radio right now, like he is risen for you this weekend of all weekends, Jason. Yeah, no. He is risen. Yeah, Riley, yeah. show a little. How, we're so bla- we're so blasphemous. I forgot what weekend it was. There, there. Go out to that field in Rowlett, Jason. Talk with those people who are going to be on the cross this weekend. They will be there for all. We'll call it seventy-two hours. Doing shift by shift rotations. Talk to them, man. Lay your load on them. I'm not gonna lay my load on anyone without bring myself. your bring your smooge. <laughs> yeah, bring your smooge and talk to them about how dump you would up. like to give it to God. Be sure and dump your smooge. Yeah, give God. You guys are so immature. It's got alcohol in it. It's the devil's juice. You better dump that smooge out. You guys are so immature. Jesus was the first <laughs> Avenger. All right, end the show. <laughs> Why? Hey, tell your mom it's, to wear a pretty pastel dress. <laughs> it's an hour 20. It's definitely time to shut it down. Yeah, tell your mom to wear some white saddle shoes this weekend. Tell, tell your mom to put a, a lottery ticket in one of the eggs. Yeah, tell your mom to put a lottery ticket. Tell your mom to wear a headband for Easter. Tell your mom yeah. to make that hash brown casserole. Oh, it's definitely. Hey, tell your mom to do deviled eggs with the Easter eggs. Yes, deviled eggs. Let's get some deviled eggs going. For Brad, for Rylan, for Jason, thank you for listening. Went a little long this week. Uh, tell your mom to listen. We'll holler at y'all next week. Oh, your mom. 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 Oh, your mom.